Hey guys, hope everybody's doing good. Um, it has been a fair few days now since um, you know the last podcast. Um, and actually, when was it? Last Wednesday. So not quite seven days, um, but I think that's about right. Everything that's going on now, I have noticed. Not that um, I get a email along with an invoice at the end of every month for a receipt, I suppose I should say, um, about the podcast. And it usually tells me like listeners and things like that. But it's interesting that half, I'm getting about half the amount of listens on the podcast now in the last sort of, you know, two and a half months since um, COVID. Um, so either, which I don't think is the case, I've said something um, that has pissed people off, or um, naturally with everybody's routine being slightly different, and, um, you know, I would bet there's a lot of people have allowed um, everything that's gone on with coronavirus, they almost, you know, if you were currently or had been currently building for the likes of London Marathon, Belfast Marathon, or maybe now turning your attention to Dublin Marathon, you're probably using the podcast to pick up tips and little things like that if they come available. Um, so yeah, it looks like um, it is probably a combination of both. Maybe I did. Maybe there was a bit of negativity or or other things going on that was said. And uh, but I, do, I actually don't think that's the case because um, I don't think on the podcast I've ever. Uh, or certainly recently, um, being too controversial or, um, you know, rhymed on or, or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I know it has been quite interesting. You know, I know Boris Johnson, I know Ireland put their five-phase plan in place to, you know, get back over uh, coronavirus. I know that Boris Johnson put um, what the UK are calling um, I guess high alert, low alert, etc., etc., and they're using that figure of one, which means if you were to catch the virus, would you pass it to, I think, equal amounts of people? And if it's equal amounts of people, that means one person could pass it to three, and three could pass it to twelve, or something like that, and twelve to thirty odds, or whatever the way the maths works. I think when it's less than one, so like not point five. Um, the risk of spreading goes down quite heavily. Um, and so eventually, I think if it stays under one, as they're calling it, um, that's when the likes of a virus would sort of cease to exist. Um, so that was interesting. Um, I don't know enough about disease and, and viruses and spreads and anything like that to, you know, raise any comments or, um, speak about that really at all and that's not my position but look things have been going um while i i am like i mean i i'm not surprised like one of the things i thought about this morning was um like being able to work hard running and then you know most evenings or afternoons or the next day or whatever to be able to you know push hard again on the bike it's probably just almost doubled the amount of, first of all, time per week I'm willing to train. And then also, instead of doing two or three sessions a week in running, which might be, you know, let's say 90 minutes of um, 
training that personally I believe is contributing to improvement. So let's call it threshold reps, let's call it 10 kilometer reps, let's call it hill sprints, etc., etc. Um, whenever your heart rate or speed is at a speed or heart rate that is relevant to, you know, moving you forward. So not just easy miles, not just jogging, not just volume, not just miles. There's a lot of people can run 80, 90 mile a week, but there's not a lot of people can run 80, 90 mile a week with fast threshold stuff, fast kilometer reps, fast hill reps. Um, that's much different. So yeah, probably you're looking at, let's say 80 minutes a week normally. But then if you combine maybe like a bike race, maybe one or two sessions on the bike, you're probably pushing those numbers to nearly two and a half to three hours of um, time per week, where in my opinion, there's something happening. You know, either the body's dealing with lactic acid on the bike because it produces it quite quite a lot, um, or, you know, if you're out doing your specific running volume. So... But one of the things I thought about this morning, which is not linked, but there's a there's a book in the cycling world and it's about like drug cheats and things like this. And um, like what they're basically saying is like you think that if you took drugs, it would do the hard work for you, whereas that's not the case. And it, it makes me think about the bike like the bike is almost like a superpower that you can do your session running that morning. And then you can go that night and you can almost do it again on the bike. But the the but is that you still have to do it, you know. So if you took all the drugs in the world, it might mean that you can train hard five times a week instead of two or three. And like you might think that's awesome, but it would also be really hard. <laughs> like I, I, for one, really enjoy easy days. And so it might be really difficult to... Um, you know, do something like I did a tempo this morning and then if my coach was to say, hey, take this injection and then tomorrow you can go do that tempo again, I might be like, eh, I don't think so, mate. <laughs> uh, I just want to drink some tea. Hold on. So, yeah, that's what I was thinking this morning, that the bike, while it might feel like a superpower that, you know, you get to work hard again and... um there may or may not be benefits to that. I definitely think there is. I, I definitely felt stronger in my running. Um, you still have to put in the hard work. It's not easy. You know, some days I nap and I wake up out of a nap and I might have been in the altitude tent, so I feel groggy. And I come downstairs and, you know, I just think, oh, like, can I do it today? You know, can I get on the bike and can I work hard? Um, because it's not easy. It's not given. It's not handed to you. It's you who has to, you know, mentally put in that exertion and, and when the going gets tough and you get into the thick of the session, you know, and you think to yourself, well, I've already done a session this morning, so I don't have to do this. But then I guess that's what separates um, the greats from, you know, not necessarily ordinary, but the greats from the people that get close to being great um, and have no idea that they could have actually been great. They were so close. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's certainly, um, it's certainly interesting, but it, um, it feels, and it just reminded me of reading that book on the Tour de France and, and that's what they said, like, like on the, on the drugs or whatever, it just meant that they could sustain 
they could basically be exhausted and they could be knackered and they could be working as hard as they could and all the drugs would do was mean that they could keep going but it didn't it didn't make it easy and that's the same as the bike it's not easy it's you can go do your session that morning it's not easy to then come back and think oh i know what i should do i should go do another session on the bike it's actually really hard and it hurts um it it hurts in such a different way from running but um i'm really really happy and i'm really glad that you know i started doing some sort of bike stuff and you know i'm I'm just happy that i actually enjoyed it and that i i I genuinely do enjoy pushing myself on the bike and maybe even more than i enjoy um being uncomfortable when i'm running um because it feels a lot more internal and psychological on the bike whereas running feels very physical and you you feel yourself starting to struggle and and your stride doesn't feel as good and you know you're out there with gravity and running and things like this but certainly really interesting um so you know my anyone that follows Strava or you know sometimes I'll throw things on Instagram and I'm kind of I'm not surprised I do that I think it's a case of um you know, enjoying a little bit of feedback from people, knowing that I've trained well and, you know, almost getting like little high fives and little well dones. And um, also to let, you know, sometimes the competition know that, you know, you're still fucking cracking on and um, like keep people on their toes, you could say. Um, and, and, you know, I know obviously when racing exists, I don't share training on social media much at all. I do obviously always share it on Strava, but that's different. People log into Strava to see training. People don't necessarily log into Instagram to give a shit about what my threshold run was. Um, but it, it is a case of you're not when, – when there's racing, I don't believe in sharing training because I don't think training matters a shit. I think it matters what you do on race day. You know, that's what I that's what I think. Um, I'm, it's like when people send maybe somebody's training to me and they're like, oh, my God, did you see this? And I'm just like, look, if they run 211 or 210 or 212 or 213, I start to worry. But whatever they're doing in training, it's irrelevant because for some people, race day is actually what fucks them up psychologically, physically mentally all these things race day is a different ball game so i'm very i very rarely would do that but obviously at the minute you're not getting much feedback you're not getting any praise from races whatsoever because they're gone and and look we're natural it's nice to have a little pat on the back it's nice to get little well dones etc etc so um yeah i'll share little bits um sometimes i get a pat on the back sometimes scott overall texts me and says Woo, look at you, well done, brr, brr, and blows a trumpet, but he's taking the piss, like, uh, and then he'll ask me, what am I training for, and I'll usually reply, the Olympics, what about you, and 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 that's just, like, a bit of fun, or whatever, um, but yeah, no, look, things, things are good, I, I came home, things are really good, you know, I, I'm, I'm probably averaging 20 seconds a mile faster than, you know, eight to ten weeks ago, and that's, that's quite a turnaround, you know, to say, to, to know that I went into the park, you know, in the middle of February and was frustrated that I couldn't do three times two mile at five minute miling. And, you know, now to be doing six mile in one go, like at 450 pace and, and, you know, finishing a bit faster is, is obviously a really impressive turnaround. Um, <clears throat> I could share 
exactly what training I've done and I would have no issue doing that. But the problem is it probably, yes, it matters what I've done in the last six or eight weeks, but it's probably a case of, you know, you've trained really well and really hard at altitude for marathons, for national champs, 10K, all these things for years gone by. And all of a sudden, you know, you've you've stuck to a very basic 60 to 70 mile a week, simple routine. And you've given it now, that's probably eight weeks since I did the sort of first threshold run. And I've just gone back to those basics, Ks, fartleks, hills, thresholds. And, um, and you know, the, the natural progression. Now, probably more important than that is the fact that <coughs> usually six nights a week at nine o'clock, I'm turning the TV off. Um, I have just wore the Normatex. I'll be turning the TV off. I'll be turning the altitude tent on and I'll be making sure that I'm getting 10, at least 10 hours in the tent, um, which means 10 hours in bed. Most of that sleeping. Um, the nutrition has been really good. Pre-training, post-training, pre um, being very good at making sure I'm hydrated throughout the day. Post making sure that the protein's getting in and, and you know, regal recovery from science and sport and protein bars if I'm on the go. Um, I guess it was my way of, you know, gliding through um, COVID or anything like that. The days just the days just fly by because I finish I finish preparing for training. Usually then I walk Nala. Usually then I train, and then when I come back, it's bang, 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 recovery stuff, Normatex, stretching, Epsom bath, nap, wake up from a nap, prepare to train on the bike, walk Nala, train on the bike, recovery stuff after training on the bike, and then, you know, then it's the favorite part of the day. Once I walk Nala again at maybe 7 o'clock at night, you know, all of a sudden you're you're done, and, you know, for the next three hours, you can just sit there and, and bathe in the fact that you've had another really successful day. Um, I've been really trying to clamp down on getting good night's sleep. Um, and so when I'm out there doing like a tempo run and, you know, I'm looking down and I'm seeing 450 or I'm seeing, you know, an, a heart rate that's really good for that sort of speed, I'm not confused. I don't get all nervous or like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I just think, well, fucking right. I've been working my ass off, so it should be. And that's that's such a different approach, and it's an it's a sustainable approach because if you're not taking care of your business and you train well, you almost don't believe it. You're almost like, and you get nervous almost about it and insecure about it and think, oh fuck, I might I won't be faster than that in two weeks' time. Whereas because I'm handling my business. I know that in two weeks' time, that's just going to be better again. And that it's been really nice to just watch that unfold. <coughs> now, that said, when you are using the bike and running combined, it's not always straightforward. And so I did a really good tempo on Friday, nine miles, I think 510, 450, 440 to 445, continuous. Back to 510, 450, 440, etc., etc. Uh, Friday night, 
I did, I rested. Saturday, I did a bike race. Saturday night, I did a run. Sunday morning, I ran about 14, 15 miles. Sunday night, I did a bike race. You're waking up Monday and your legs are, they're jelly. They're tired. Two bike races, two days in a row. It was, I loved it. It was good fun, but it just leaves your quads like jelly. So I'm jogging for my tempo this morning thinking, Oof, I don't know what's going to happen today. Um, and that's, that's fatigue from a different sport lingering. Now, of course, I think when you're training hard and you're pushing, your fitness is constantly being topped up. So you're fit as a fiddle. You're super fit, super, super fit. But of course, there can be little bits of fatigue lingering in the body. So look, that's enough about that. <coughs> um, planning to try and fly to America this week. Um, that's going to be super interesting. I, I really don't know um, what to expect. I really don't know um, how that's going to go, to tell you the truth. Um, it could go really well. It could go really bad. I could fly to America and be sent home. Um, but if you don't try, you don't know. And it would certainly disrupt training. But I could probably justify it as a couple of easier days. And then, you know, allow things to reset at the end of the week and then move on and, and get back into a, a good routine, you know, let's say as of next week, for example. Um, so we're going to see how that goes. I obviously have a visa for America. Technically, um, I have a home in America. So, you know, on paper, you're going home to Flagstaff where you spend eight to ten months of the year. Actually, I spend a lot more time in Flagstaff than I do in the UK or Ireland. So it'll be interesting how that goes. Um, all I can do is is prepare like, you know, I'm going to Flagstaff and eat good today and sleep good and, you know, for the next few days, keep on top of the nutrition and the hydration and, um, you know, take care of stuff here, anything that needs cleaned properly or left in a good state, left in a good state. And, um, and then you're just traveling under a very nice sort of low level of stress. Um, and, you know, you go to customs and, and customs will either, you know, say yes, fine, or they'll say no. What's really interesting, I told my mum this, for ages I used to stress about customs with the sort of tourist visa and the ESTA. And then I went and got the athlete visa and thought, for five years now, I don't need to be stressed about customs. And now I'm right back to being a little bit stressed about customs. So, yeah, look, that's something I can't control. And um, I do think altitude would be good for me. I think getting in a nice month up at 7,000 feet would just slow everything down. <clears throat> it would give me a chance to focus on just running. Um, I don't own a bike in Flagstaff, so I don't think I'll be able to um, Zwift and things like that. You know, I think it's going to be very much a case of... Um, I, I do believe I'll be able to, like, jump on Haas's mountain bike um, if I feel like just doing a little bit of bike riding or anything like that that's something I could do but look it'll be a month of you know decent sort of training um all linked to running like I said when I say slow things down that's not necessarily will the training be slow but I certainly will not be doing um sub 30 minute 10ks on a Tuesday morning around the park not a chance 
um, you might be looking at that being closer to 32. Um, and so that definitely slows things down. My easy days at the moment have been super, super easy. Seven minutes to 7.30 pace, you know, you're coming back and your your heart rate might be 115 to 120, super low, really taking care of the body on those easy days. Knowing that on those harder days, there could be a, you know, hard bike session and a hard running session. So I'm certainly not going to take the piss. My quads at the moment are screaming. <laughs> they are tired. Um, so I do need to be careful today and tomorrow not to, you know, over push it or, or I, I would be very inclined this evening to jump on the bike and almost do like a bit of tempo stuff on the bike. But I don't know that my quads right now. I'm just going to say I don't know that they deserve it. <laughs> they, the poor things, like, they just need time to settle down. I also did gym work for the first time. Not the first time, but yesterday, Under Armour have us doing, like, home workouts. And I had to do, like, three home workouts in the one morning. And, oh, I tell you, there was a lot of fatigue building towards the end of those. Um, so, yeah, a couple of couple of more relaxed days, certainly tomorrow. Um this evening you know maybe you just go for a walk and um, you don't push it too much um i can take the pup and just walk um but yeah no look it's a it's a it's a strange time boston hypothetically is still sitting there i'd be so excited about boston like the way i've pushed things forward with that sort of threshold stuff and like you know i really feel like it wouldn't matter what course what conditions, I just think I'm I'm ahead of where I've ever been before. And so, you know, I'd be I mean I'm I'm nearly certain if I took four or five easier days, like if I tapered a bit right now and, you know, went to Victoria Park this Sunday and did a half marathon, I'd be I'd be the same speed that I was this morning, no problem or faster for a half marathon, which probably puts me right around my P B, like sixty three um i think like i think my pb is 6317 but you know i'm averaging that this morning just and this morning i didn't even know i was going to do the tempo i just wanted to see how i felt on the week jog this morning so i didn't have breakfast i had a cup of black coffee and then i took nala for a bit of a jog and we did two miles and i just thought you know i'll be fine doing this threshold this morning but and i even thought in my head let's just not stress about speed and let's just keep the heart rate where it's supposed to be. And, you know, for the for the first three mile, the heart rate barely went above 160. And my threshold heart rate is about 165, 166. So it wasn't until the fifth or sixth mile that I even went close to that. Now, that doesn't mean I could have went way faster. When you are pretty fit and you are in full training, it is actually slightly harder to get the heart rate up. So you have to know that and you have to judge that rather than trying to sprint around the park to get your heart rate up. Um, you just have to go by feel. And so I was just very much thinking, how do I feel? Is this the kind of is this the kind of rhythm I could keep going this morning for, you know, eight, ten miles, etc., etc. Um, and I would say that's very close to what threshold is. What then happens is when you taper and you take things a bit easier, if you've trained well, your taper and taking things a bit easier is what allows you to be able to sustain it for 13 miles for the half marathon. All right, guys, I hope that was somewhat um, productive. 
I certainly don't want to just sound like I'm bragging or, or anything like that. I'm, I am, in fairness, if I was to brag, I would say I am impressed by how, you know, I've been able to cope and, and especially how, you know, I dealt with the first two weeks, um, you know, of the coronavirus and I snapped out of being in a not very good place emotionally, physically with all the crap I was eating and drinking. Um, you know, I've really, I've really pulled through. And, and, you know, it's something that I'm going to look back on and just be proud, no matter what happens after all this, whether there's racing, whether there's PBs, I'll be able to look back and say, good man, you know, you, you, you acted professionally, you behaved professionally and you conducted yourself professionally. And at the end of the day, that's what I'm paid to do. So, you know, that's why there shouldn't be a huge amount of bragging or anything like that, because I'm just doing my job my job to take things seriously and and running is my profession so um but look guys i know for some people that's not the case hobby um mental health you know resource maybe it helps you relax and helps the stress come down etc etc but look just believe in yourself and, and believe that you know running can play a part in your life right now maybe for a different reason than marathons or 10ks etc etc um all right everybody take care Wish me luck traveling to the States. Um, and if you see on my social media in a few days' time that I'm in America, you know, say well done. <laughs> if I'm back on a plane to the UK or Ireland, then you'll know it didn't go very well. Um, okay, take care. Bye-bye.